episode five of the Yankee Chamber podcast. I am Joey LaFranca, along with Matt Ledoux. Spring training is underway. Matt, how are you? Are you excited? Are you sad? In between? How are you feeling? I'm excited. Uh, I know they've gotten off to a it's a three, three and one start. They had the one tie with Detroit. Uh, but most of the things I wanted to see um, have really come to fruition. I wanted to see Kluber, and I know the sample size is small, but mm-hmm. the two innings he tossed the other night, I thought he was really good. Uh, I know Tyon pitched today, as well as another um, game earlier in the week, and both times I thought he was good, more so today because he only threw seven innings in his first outing. And then, you know, you like the the position battles with guys like Jay Bruce, Derek Dietrich, Mike Talkman, um, Tyler Wade comes up somewhere in the mix, but a lot of good things going for the Yankees right now. Uh, what have you thought about their spring thus far? It's, it's, it's certainly been interesting. I think there's been a lot of positives. I don't think there's been too many negatives. I mean, I guess you could say one of the biggest negatives, but it's, it's all positive now was um, Aaron Boone, obviously being away from the team for a little bit, having to have a pacemaker put in. Um, but it's crazy. I saw a report that his resting heartbeat was 30. I mean, my God, you want to talk about somebody who's either calm, cool and collected or has heart problems. Obviously it was the latter, but, um, having, having a, having a resting heartbeat of like 30 beats per minute is, is quite alarming. Um, I know mine because just because of my Apple watch, mine is usually like the lowest I've ever seen. It is around like 53, 54, which I think is pretty normal. Um, your eyebrows 30 for his. Yeah, exactly. Your eyebrows just raised. I thought you were alarmed at mine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I, but I think, I think that's, you know, I think that's pretty normal. At least I hope for me, that's normal. Um, but I mean the heart rate once, once you're going and doing different things, I mean, it's well, it's well above like the one hundreds here in the one twenties, one thirties sometimes. So to have it be 30, um, that's crazy. And no wonder he was kind of feeling some symptoms and not feeling so great because his heart wasn't functioning properly, but nice to see him back. And um, hopefully he'll be able to stick around with the team and won't have any more issues. And it's funny being a manager during spring training, you're obviously not really worried about winning as much as you are just evaluating. But I think it's really important to say like, you can't really evaluate too much if you're, you're feeling like crap, you know? Um, so it was good to see him get things taken care of and and now he's back. And I think maybe in a sense that will serve as a little bit of a jolt for the team. Like, you know, the manager was gone for a little bit and from all the reports, I mean, you've seen different stories. I mean, there was a lot of, um, you know, he was only gone for a couple of days, but everybody was like, you know, we really miss him. And, and we, we heard Brian Cashman talk multiple times about the energy that he brings to the team and how much he obviously cares about the team. Um, not to say that we savages. Yeah. The savages, not to say that we didn't know that, but at the same time, it's good to see that he, um, he has a really big presence around the room. And I think that's honestly been one of my biggest takeaways is since he's been the manager, it's been a little bit interesting sometimes, you know, we, we don't know exactly how his managing style coordinates with the players. Obviously he's more of a player's manager than not because he wouldn't have been brought here otherwise. Cause that's one of the reasons that, Girardi was obviously let go um, going back to uh, 2017, 2018. But with, with that in mind, good to see him back um, and good to see the Yankees doing pretty well. I think one of the biggest positives so far this season, um, obviously there has been a little bit of struggles from some different guys, but collectively overall, the pitching has actually been pretty good. Yeah, I know Herman. I was really impressed with him. Uh, just for him to be able to go out and with all the controversy surrounding him. And obviously he hasn't pitched since September of 2019. And he looked really good for the two innings that he pitched. I mean, you know, we're going to say that because, you know, the thing with spring training is you can, you know, you're going to have people that overreact and then you have people that are going to, you know, kind of find that spot in the middle where, you know, hey, it's just spring training. But I thought Herman was great. Uh, he pitched two solid innings. I think he had four strikeouts, gave up just one hit, didn't walk anybody. 
And you heard his teammates after the fact um, just speak pretty highly of him. So I think coming off of the situation that, you know, we, we all know about it. We don't really need to go into it again. Um, I think that that bodes well for the Yankees moving forward, especially if maybe he could be a player for that fifth spot mm-hmm. in the rotation. Uh, I just think having a guy who can go out there and just, you know, give the Yankees, you know, a lot of solid innings is huge for them. And it's pivotal, especially if Kluber and, um, and Tyon are going to, you know, hopefully produce like we've seen thus far. Uh, so that I thought was really encouraging to see. Another thing I like is that judge every time he's been up at the plate that I've seen, he's hit the ball extremely hard. Um, I know he's cut down on the strikeouts and it's, it's a good sign. You love to see judge continuously get better uh, every single season that he's come into the league. And you just hope that this is the year he can finally stay healthy and play maybe 140, you know, maybe up around 150 for the games if we're lucky. Uh, what are some things, Joe, that maybe you're impressed with thus far? Um, the, the, the couple things that I'm impressed with, and I guess maybe the word is more interested with, is um, the Jay Bruce, Derek Dietrich factor in spring training. I really think that those two guys could really play pivotal roles on the Yankees. And in the past, you have to think about how the Yankees have obviously had a lot of next man up mentality because of injuries and whatnot. Um, and the players who have stepped up in different roles throughout the past couple of seasons have been, you know, a, a Mike, a, a Mike Talkman, um, a, uh, a Tyler Wade, um, different guys like that. The list goes on and on really, because I mean, we had a uh, Mike Ford, he steps up too. the thing that I, that I, 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 I really appreciate in a sense, you know, the homegrown mentality and, and having guys come up through the system and then excelling at the major league level. But in the same breath, I think Jay Bruce is an automatic upgrade from Mike Ford. I think Derek Dietrich, when it, when all is said and done, I think he has, he should have a spot on the major league roster. I just don't know exactly who would be off the roster. Um, it would, I mean, in theory, it would be Tyler Wade or, um, you know, you go away from Mike Talkman because Dietrich can play the outfield as well. Um, I just, I just don't, I'm kind of tight. I know, I know he had a homer in the spring training game earlier this year. And I know he, you know, the reports are, he's really taking everything so seriously, but I think I'm kind of done with the Mike Talkman experience. I think I'm done with that. The Mike Ford experience, that, that was a great story, but there's a reason why you're in your mid-20s and you're still in the minors. Um, it, it just doesn't come to be after a little bit. And I just think overall, Jay Bruce, if healthy, and Derek Dietrich, if healthy, are better options than some of these guys that the Yankees have had in the past couple of years. Not to say that, you know, Talkman, Wade, Ford haven't played interesting roles on the Yankees in the past. But, I mean, I'll put it this way. Last year... ALCS, I mean, ALDS, I wish ALCS, but ALDS, Mike Ford comes up and everybody's livid. Nobody wanted him to take that one, that one plate appearance. And it was terrible. And, and why wouldn't he have been? I don't think he had a, had a, a plate appearance since August, you know? So with that in mind, I, I just, I just think I, I would, I personally am really rooting for Dietrich and Jay Bruce to both be on the, uh, the opening day roster, how everything shapes out and how that comes to be is obviously to be determined. And there's a lot of spring training left too. Maybe somebody else is going to open our eyes. Maybe there's going to be some other things going on, but that is the thing that has interested me the most. The two names that I'm paying attention to the most in spring training are Derek Dietrich and Jay Bruce. Are you big on Tyler Wade? Are you like, are you a Tyler Wade fan? I mean, I appreciate what he brings to the team and the versatility and whatnot, but I mean, we see it every year. It's like he gets to, he gets to the opening day and he, he's, it's like he's swinging a toothpick when he's up at, at the bat, up, up, to, up to hit. I, I just, I, I wish he would be able to find it at the plate. I mean, because his speed kills, his fielding is tremendous. He just can't hit. Yeah, I'm, I'm like the opposite of you because, you know, you like Tyler Wade, but you're not big on Talkman. I think Talkman still can bring something to the team. I believe he's out of options. So if he doesn't make the team, then 
I don't know. I think he's probably what DFA'd. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of playing against Jay Bruce's um, favor in this one. But I mean, I think after Gardner, because assuming this might be Gardner's last year, I think Talkman holds value. And mm-hmm. again, we don't know what Jay Bruce's future with the Yankees is, if there's a future there. Uh, would you be in favor of potentially saying, you know, ha- having the Yankees say, we're going to take Jay Bruce because, you know, he had a better spring than Mike Talkman. Jay Bruce, I believe, also, can he play some first base? Yeah, he can, and that's so, and that's another reason why I would like to see him on there because I think he's an I think he's an automatic upgrade over Mike Ford. That that's the other part of this that I think is so so important with everybody to remember is Jay Bruce is not only an outfielder; he can play first base, and it's not like we would need him to play first base every day. We would need him to play first base to spot Boyd a couple of days here or there, you know, things like that. Um, I do feel like the one interesting thing that we haven't talked about through all of this is Andujar. And Duhar is literally like the last guy in this whole team. It's just he had the labrum tear, and it's kind of like um, the guy's name is slipping my mind, but it's like the the um, the Lou Gehrig scenario, you know. I mean, um, obviously not to the magnitude of Lou Gehrig, yeah. obviously, but it's the, it's the same it's the same concept. It's it's just really unfortunate. But fielding wise, I mean, the Yankees have enough hitters. It's it's a matter of locking down defense to a certain extent, and, and Duhar just provides an extra extra bat. I mean, it's like a it's like a it, there's all these pieces to the puzzle going on, and you have Anduhar who could easily slot into DH, but who do you have at DH? You have Stanton. Well, what if Stanton gets hurt? Well, then you can put Anduhar at DH, but you would obviously prefer Stanton. But Stanton in the past couple of years hasn't been healthy, so there's a reason why you hold on to all these guys and you try and do your best to do so. Um, and I guess, you know, that is a concern when it comes to like Jay Bruce and you're talking with Bruce and the Bruce Talkman um, dilemma. Do you think that's that's who it comes down to for that that spot on the roster? Yeah, I think it's down between those two. Okay. I think ultimately um, Talkman ends up getting the spot. The Yankees think very highly of Mike Talkman and so do other teams, I guess, because earlier in the offseason, Brian mm-hmm. Cashman said that he had many a lot of dialogue with teams about Mike Talkman. I mean maybe they um, trade him for a bullpen arm. I would be in favor of that. Yeah. But I would only be in favor of that if then you're talking about maybe giving Anduhar a shot in left field. Because my whole thing circles back to Gardner. Like Jay Bruce is not in his mid twenties or like his early thirties. He's not going to be on the team for you know right. the foreseeable right. future. I feel like depth is always important especially with the Yankees because of the injury factor Mm -hmm. that I don't know if they're willing to give up Mike Talkman who is in his late 20s I don't know if they're willing to give up on a guy who's clearly talented I mean they said last year that he had a shoulder injury and that's why he wasn't you know able to be as productive at the plate uh whether you know that had anything to do with it or not um I just think I see the Yankees riding out with Talkman over Bruce because Bruce is more expandable. Bruce is a guy who was signed to a minor league deal, I believe for depth reasons. And he has yeah. an opt out before the season starts, I believe. So even if he's, if he's not on the roster, if he's not on, you know, headed to Yankee stadium for opening day, then Jay Bruce is just going to be back out on the market for another team to get. So I think for the Yankees, they'll look at it and say, you know, that's not a loss in our, uh, in our book. This is a guy that we brought in. It created a good competition. We took a flyer, but Talkman, I don't think they're going to want to lose a guy who they clearly think is talented as well as uh, many other teams think is talented. And then with the other guy like Gardy, you didn't re-sign Brett Gardner if you weren't going to put him on the roster. Oh, I, so I think yeah, it, of course. I think it comes down to Bruce and Talkman, and I just think because Jay Bruce – you know, cutting ties with him, you won't, you aren't going to lose a lot. I think Talkman gets the nod, but I wouldn't mind seeing Jay Bruce on the roster. And I think he helps the Yankees out in more ways than, than Talkman does. Yeah. And at the, at, at the end of the day, come last day of spring training, when they make the final decisions, I think the main, the main person, if I had to say like right now, 
somebody I don't want on the roster and somebody I do want on the roster that is like in the debating region. I don't want Mike Ford on the roster. I want Jay Bruce on the roster or Derek Dietrich. Personally, I think Derek Dietrich actually, okay, let's do this. Derek Dietrich or Jay Bruce? Who do you want? Derek Dietrich, more versatile player. I I agree. And I think there's just more, um, Jay Bruce is kind of like just the, the, (laughs) for lack of better words, like just the, average Joe baseball player. That's what he is. And Derek Dietrich, I think he was kind of just lying in the weeds in Cincinnati. You put I didn't even guy... know the Yankees signed him. No, I know. You <laughs> you put that guy in pinstripes and you put him there opening day. And like even if he do you know how much the fan base is gonna love that guy? I know no teams go on to fight us if we no. if the on the roster. We really do have some jack guys mm-hmm. like Chappie, Judge, Stanton, Derek Dietrich, give me a break. Nobody's trying to fight. Nobody's trying to fight the Yankees. No, I, I, <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, I guess it would be interesting to see if a scenario like that pops up to see how we do. Um, but, yeah, I agree. Derek Dietrich for sure over Jay Bruce. Um, but, then, but, yeah, it, it then comes down to what – do you want to carry, Let me ask you. Do you want to carry one less bullpen arm? And then that's you, that's what I was just going to ask. You know, if, would you be opposed to doing that? If say the Yankees said, "Well, we'll carry we'll carry Bruce, <clears throat> Dietrich, and we'll keep Talkman," which that's what three outfielders on the on the bench. I don't know how much yeah. sense that made. And they said we're going to carry less one bullpen arm. I mean, I don't think that's the way to go if you're the Yankees because. Think about how thin your rotation is speaking, you know, in perspective. The rotation is not deep with guys like Kluber and Tyon who haven't pitched a lot in the past couple of years. Yeah, and I don't think you're going to get them to – they're not going to pitch 200 innings. Yeah. So you're going to obviously have to fill that void somewhere. Um, and that that would be one of the, the bigger dilemmas in all of it is – only way I could see them doing that is if they filled the bullpen, if they added maybe two guys that can – you know, give you three or four innings, like a Michael okay. King yeah. or a Jonathan Weisica. Sessa, <laughs> yeah, Sessa. Sessa's good at filling the void, man. He's good he's, at that. You he's know, that. better than I think Yankee fans give him credit for. I just feel like he's a guy Yankee fans wait to, like, well, just completely you, lose it. <laughs> well, if you think about it, I mean, he never really comes in when the game is really on the line anymore. He really, last year, I don't – no, he never blew a lead, probably more so than not i know for a fact there was a stat where like he didn't blow a lead but the issue is i would be interested to see how many times in a game he came in with the lead um because i think it's it's either a plus minus number of at least five to six runs that uh qualifies sessa to come into the game in the yankees eyes i mean that serves a role though that serves a role that saves other guys arms if you got to eat up in somehow um, I will say it's nice in these spring training games. I mean, they can literally just say like after five innings, or all right, we're good, we're gonna go home now. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I mean, it's so <laughs> it's so it's so strange. But speaking of that, too, just watching a couple of the games, I don't know if you had a chance to watch this or not because I know you're working during the day. But um, Luis Medina, um, he was pitching the other day. And I mean, he couldn't, uh, he was so nervous. It was sad. I felt so bad for the kid. I hope he gets another chance because, I mean, he gets one out, he gets two outs here or there amongst walks left. I think he had four walks in the inning. He gave up one inning. Yeah, he gave up a run. He threw a wild pitch. I mean, Torinos did, Torinos was in there at the time. He did everything in his power to try and stop the ball. I mean, there was no chance, no chance. But, you know, I was laughing because, I was thinking to myself, man, it's a spring training game. And the Yankees are going to have to try and eat innings <laughs> like, because, <laughs> because they only have so many guys who they want to pitch on one day, you know? So I was thinking, is this going to be the first time we see a game like ended after a certain amount of innings because they agree upon a certain amount of, they agree on a certain amount of innings they want to play beforehand, but who knows what happens during the course of the game where they might have to change that. They should have, so, they should have called that Philadelphia game after like five yeah, that was bad. That like fifteen to nothing. I I because I, yeah, I heard Talkman dropped a fly ball and uh. Oh, I I see. Know. I didn't. I didn't even. I did not watch that game. Actually, wait. Was there even? Was there even a chance to watch that game? I don't think. No, I like you said. Like I was at work while the game was going on, and I get the notifications, and it's yeah. like one nothing, two nothing, and then I look at my phone again. It's like seven nothing. I was like, yeah. oh, that's great. 
I think right now it's still early. There's a lot more spring training left, but I mean, right now the front runners for rotation spots are, are Cole, Tyone, Kluber, um, Herman, Monty. and Monty. That's who it is. And I think at the, when it, when it comes down to it, I don't mind that. I really don't. Um, I think that that could have been projected coming in. Yeah. And I think the interesting thing is if they want to go with like a six man or they want to at least have another guy, then that's where you put Debbie in there. I think Debbie has a spot on the roster, whether it be in the rotation or in the bullpen. I don't think he gets, I don't, I don't think he belongs in the minors anymore. I I don't think it won't help him. Yeah. He's proven, he's proven himself. He's proven himself. And I, and, and also too, the, the guys like, Michael King, who you would mention, and um, Clark Schmidt, who obviously is hurt right now. But those are two guys who come to mind where, like, I could see them going down to the minors and it could actually help them out a little bit. Because remember Michael King said, like, he learned last year that you have to have a third pitch to really excel in the majors. Well, if you're saying that, should you really be in the majors? Yeah. You know what I mean? So – that that's my thought process is there are some pitchers that the Yankees could potentially have on the major league roster who I think still could benefit from being in the minor leagues. But I really like your point about Debbie. It's not going to help him to go back to the minors. It's not, there is no incentive in that at this point. I mean, he's pitched in the playoffs. He knows, you know, he knows, I mean, (laughs) barely pitched in the playoffs, but he's pitched in the playoffs. Um, And we'll we'll see what happens moving forward. But I, I, I like, I like that that thought process that you brought up. That's a really great point. And like you said, I mean, it's you only, you're only going to be throwing three guys in a uh, in a postseason series. I was listening, and maybe to, maybe four, maybe. Yeah. I was listening to R two C two the other day, the CC podcast. Yeah, it was with uh, AJ Burnett was his guest. Uh, shout out to Burnett, 09 Yankee <laughs> championship team. Yeah. Hey, he pitched he pitched the biggest game that year. He he dealt in that game. What was that? Game two? Something like in the that. World Series? Yeah. Yeah. If they uh, don't win that game, they probably don't win the World Series. You go yeah. down 2-0 going to Philly. I mean, you might channel you might channel in the um what what do you want to call it? You might channel in the the nineteen ninety six world series was that the one where the yankees lost the first two games and then they dropped the first two and yeah. came back and then come i mean i don't really want to try that out <laughs> it's not, no not it really was uh, i mean it was him it was cc Burnett, and pettit going three days that was uh, it yeah and then they would bring in like a phil hughes and uh, yeah. different guys like that was that when they had Damaso Marte too yes they yeah. they mentioned him a lot in that he was built for that lineup man he, he pitched, was built for that lineup he pitched good innings for them he really did that and, yeah and I look at I look at the I look at that 2009 team and then I look at this I look at this team and I say to myself there's nothing that separates that 2009 team from this from from this 2021 Yankees team if they can at least just stay healthy that's that's the key I mean you could I I know there were some really really good players in in that Yankees in that 2009 championship team but if you look at this 2021 roster and like opening day I'd have a hard time saying that this 2021 lineup is 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 uh is worse I'd have a hard time saying it's worse than the 2009 I think it's way better yeah I think it's better I think the only the only difference Melky Cabrera in there I mean no offense to Melky the milkman but I mean it's not like he was a superstar by any means i think the only difference is just that that lineup had so many lefties and so many switch hitters in it that you couldn't i mean whether you threw a righty or a lefty it didn't matter yeah uh i think in today's day in baseball though i i think with the i don't think i don't think that matters anymore i just don't think it does yeah the yankees don't seem to care no they don't and i mean maybe they should given the past couple of years but i think there's been too i think there's been a lot of variables that I, I don't think it has anything to I mean, if we won't, if we really want to say that it's righty lefty matchups, that's kept the Yankees from winning a world series. I mean, I don't think that's a fair uh, analysis of, of what's going on. I, I don't think, I don't think that's the issue by any means. No, uh, when, when it comes down to it, it's just, they, they got to get hits with runners in scoring position. That's yeah. what it comes down to it. Because the pitching, you, we criticize the pitching every single year. The pitching is not the problem. And the pitching never folds. It's always the offense. Uh, but getting back to the spring training uh, 
talk. I think getting back to Debbie more specifically, the Yankees, you know, it doesn't make, like you said, it doesn't make sense for them to play in AAA again. The Yankees didn't call him up, put him in the rotation, have him make starts last year, put him in a game in October, albeit, you know, it was one inning. (laughs) It wouldn't, it just, that doesn't make sense for him to go and then say, well, yeah, you started in October for us last year, but now we're going to put you in AAA because we don't have a spot for it on the roster. Um, if he's not in, if he's not in the rotation, he'll be coming out of the bullpen. And yeah. I think from everything, you know, everything you read about him leading up to his major league debut, people think his stuff plays better coming out of the bullpen, but you have that. And then you have Pedro Martinez saying that he's going to, that Debbie Garcia is going to be better than him, which I think is high praise from Pedro. Mm-hmm. So I mean, Pedro, is, Pedro is the Charles Barkley of baseball. Yeah. <laughs> I, I ultimately think, We'll see Herman or not Herman, excuse me, uh, Garcia, probably in that in that fifth spot. If not, then I could see him definitely being a uh, a big player out of the bullpen. Do you think they go to a six man rotation, or even I think, think about it? I think that they have. I think they I think they create extra days for guys here or there. I I don't think they go with a six man rotation necessarily, but I think they they have an extra. Um, they have an, uh, an extra pitcher or two who do spot starts to kind of create that extra day of rest within the rotation every once in a while. Um, I haven't, I haven't looked close enough at the schedule, but I'm interested to see how many off days there are and how that would mix in because, you know, that obviously helps, but you have to think about Cole even didn't pitch, you know, his typical amount of innings last year. Everybody, I mean, everybody is coming off a short year last year. And then when you get into the point of having the having this this next this next season coming up where they're gonna pitch, you're gonna you're gonna be asking guys, some guys to pitch almost two hundred innings. I mean, I don't know if that's fair, especially with Tyone and Kluber. I mean, that's that's not good. So I could see the I I I don't know if they will. I think I, I don't think they would go to a six man. But I think they certainly will have other guys who would be uh, doing spot stars. Just please, no more bullpen days. No more bullpen days. It, it, I mean, it compromises your team the day before. It compromises your team the day after. It's just such a bad. It's such a bad idea. And I mean, also too, when you have the bullpen days, how many times afterwards? Oh, we're gonna call up this guy. We're gonna send down this guy. Oh, we gotta call up. I mean, that I don't think that actually benefits the development of players in AAA. Just to have them come up, sit in the bullpen, because because you're not any guy who they call up after a bullpen day because they're you know they don't have a they don't have as many arms as they want to. Whoever they call up, you don't want that guy coming into the game the next day because that usually doesn't mean too many good things. So and then that guy's just sitting in the bullpen while he could be down in AAA actually working on stuff. And and then you're also sending somebody who was on the major league roster down to AAA. Why? Well, just because numbers-wise, that's works, and that's who you can send down to free up a roster spot. That's why I hate the bullpen days. It hurts the team in so many ways, in my opinion. And, I mean, when you have a scenario where there's there's these uh, – last last year, I can't remember what game it was, but, I mean, they must have used, like, 10 – you know, it seemed like 10 pitchers. And then the next day, you got, like, three guys getting sent down, three guys getting brought up. I know this is an exaggeration, but, I mean, it's just ridiculous. I think, and not to sound like, oh, they're the Yankees, you know, they're a big market. So, you know, they, they, uh, you know, can't do the opener stuff, but I just think when you're the Yankees and you have, you know, the funds that they have, I don't see how you should ever have the need to run out like an opener. I feel, and David Cohn says it all the time that you need like, what is it? He always says you need seven to 10. Yeah, he, always, he always says that. Might, yeah. He says it every year. It might be a, uh, a bit of an over-exaggeration. But like you said, it just compromises your bullpen. I think, you know, and if you think about it, why was the opener even a thing? It was because the Rays didn't have enough starting pitching yeah. and other teams kind of adopted it. But I just look at it like you're the Yankees. You shouldn't have to be, you know, throwing relievers and no. trying to piece no. out together out of the bullpen. Uh, look, if they want, just get Shasin and have him uh, – <laughs> a couple innings he's been lit up like a christmas tree this spring he's a, that he's guy's a, not he's, he's not a, making the team he's a, he's a turd tosser <laughs> he's bad oh my bad. god he's had he had a good year with the rockies 
the like most hitter friendly ballpark in baseball, albeit with the Rockies. The always bring in those guys who they think can like find themselves again. And when has that ever actually like we've seen that for the past couple of years? When has that worked? When Matt has Harvey that... will be the next one. Who? Matt Harvey. Matt Harvey. <laughs> yeah, Matt Harvey. I I don't I don't think so. Um, but I mean. That's the thing. Some of these guys that they have, I, I just, I'm glad you brought that up. This is one of the other points that I wanted to make. Some of these guys that they have pitching in spring training, I say to myself, there's somebody else in your organization that could usually could easily use these Indians more and could be more value to you than some of these guys that you had pitching. I mean, it is a joke who some of these guys that they have out there right now. When, when all is said and done, you know some of these guys aren't going to make the roster. So at least get your minor league players more playing time because they missed out on a whole season last year too. They need these reps because otherwise you, you've already lost it. I know they've been trained. It's not like they just sat on the couch all year and went, oh, no, I, don't, I can't play minor league baseball. But at the same time, they, have a, they, need, they need those reps. I mean, there's something to be said about live game action against other major league bats. I mean, minor league bats to a certain extent when these guys are coming in in spring training games. But – Still, I don't know. By the way, speaking of just random minor leaguers, I don't know if you watch Curb Your Enthusiasm or not at all, but um, there's a guy for the Tigers. His name was Funkhauser, the pitcher. There's a, character, there's a character in Curb Your Enthusiasm named Funkhauser, and I just was laughing so hard. I love that show. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, there's a guy named Funkhauser on the mound. Um, so that was so that was pretty funny, but I just had to mention that real quick. And while we're going off while we're going off track, by the way, something completely not baseball related, but kind of baseball related because it's a common condiment that can be seen at ballparks. Did you know they make organic ketchup? I did not. I had some today because I didn't realize that the bottle said organic on it, and then I noticed it afterward because I, it, it had like green on it, and like a green label. And I was like, oh, it must be like some deal that they're running or something. I mean, I'm not going to look in depth at ketchup, bottle of ketchup, bottle of ketchup. So I looked at it today and I had it. It tasted pretty similar. There's like a little bit of a tang to it at all, but I don't know. Maybe I'm going to change to organic ketchup now because it's one out of 10. If it, I mean, no difference, no difference. Like normal ketchup, organic ketchup, 10. You know, I have a shirt, I have a t shirt that says I put ketchup on my ketchup. I love ketchup. (laughs) Ketchup is tremendous. I'm a big ketchup guy, but th- I, I was I was kind of shocked that there's organic ketchup. But maybe that's just what I'm going to go to now because obviously, if it's organic, doesn't that mean it's more healthy? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, I just had to bring that up real quick because right before we recorded this podcast, I had some sloppy Joe and tater tots, and I was dipping my tater tots in the organic ketchup, and it didn't take away from the experience. It was actually pretty good. <laughs> tater tots, by the way, dude, amazing. Tater tots are tremendous. They're like just I'm little. A, I'm, like I'm a fry French, guy, big French fry guy. Tater tots are like French fry nuggets. They're like little golden nuggets of French fry. That's you, fair. Know, you know what's another hot take? I'll give you this too about ballpark food and stuff. You know what's atrocious? Just absolutely atrocious. I hate hot dogs. Hate them. Really? Oh, terrible. And I you, thought you were about to say the the chicken bucket at Yankee Stadium. Oh, chicken bucket, tremendous. Dude, every time I get the chicken bucket, it's like I get the leftover fries from the night before, <laughs> like cold chicken. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. How many times do I need to experiment with this? I mean, like the 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 amount of chicken in the bucket is alarming at times, combined with the fries and whatnot. But still, it's it's a it's a pretty good. Um, I'm just I, it's a pretty good dish. I I just uh, should I, I I said dish. That's not a dish. It's just a bucket. But. <laughs> I mean, the hot dog. I'm just not. A, I'm just not a fan. I I was actually talking with some of my um, some of my uh, coworkers because um, we do a podcast for for the newspaper, and they I, they were talking about hot dogs, and I said oh, I hate hot dogs, and they, I I just got lit up, absolutely lit up. It was not a uh, it was not a uh, pleasant scene. I mean, I was really attacked, but I'm glad to know that you didn't attack me. You kind of just respect my opinion. No, I'm not a big hot dog guy either. Okay, well, that makes me feel a little bit better. We, we can agree. We can okay. agree. Okay. Uh, so, Gary Sanchez, he's been off to uh, a pretty good start this spring. I know defensively he's gotten uh, – he's shown a lot of improvements. He still has a cannon for an arm. Uh, the one thing that defensively I think we've all given him his, uh, you know, his due diligence for. 
but offensively he de- he does look locked in. Uh, I know he hit a he hit an absolute nuke in one of their games against the Tigers, and then the other night against the Blue Jays, he went opposite field for a home run. I feel like when Gary's going opposite field, that's when you know he's on. Um, do you feel Gary Sanchez is maybe if Gary Sanchez is Gary Sanchez? Do you feel that that could be what puts the Yankees over the top this in this? The, this is the Sanchino revenge tour. This is what it is, and I and I mean I yes, hundred percent. If Gary Sanchez is mashing and at least being a decent catcher, that that 100% puts the Yankees at a whole different level than they've ever been before. I just, the thing that concerns me about Gary is he can have it one day, and then the next day it's like he doesn't even know what it's for. It's like he forgot he showed up to the field, and all of a sudden he's just like appears on the field and he's like, oh, crap, I'm, I'm playing a baseball game. That's That's what I look at with him, like, even in the playoffs, I mean, let me ask you this. Okay, so playoff game, a couple guys get on. Uh, you know, Judge gets on, LeMahieu gets on. Um, Hicks strikes out. I'm just creating this weird scenario. Stanton strikes out. Okay, so you had runner, you had first and second, nobody on. Then Hicks and Stanton strike out. Then Sanchez, who somehow now all of a sudden is batting fifth in this great scenario that I've developed, he's up. I mean, do you feel confident? Um, going feel, off, do you feel confident that he can just get a run in? No. See, see what I mean? Like that's, I feel like that's what Gary Sanchez is going to have to prove that he can do. Yeah, and I mean we've seen him come through in the past a couple times, but more times than not, it's you know it's more wasted opportunity. But in big games and in big spots, I don't think there's a guy on the Yankees where they come up and I'm a hundred percent sure. I mean, with no guy, you're going to be, you're going to be like, Oh, he's a hundred percent sure. And drive the running. It'd be nice if that was the case, but obviously okay. it's not. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. About, he's about as confident as I would be in any, he's about as because, close to it. Because yeah. that's, because that's what his style of play is. He is not trying to, he's not trying to blast a Homer out of there. Yeah. And my hot take for this season coming up, maybe it's not a hot take, I think DJ LeMahieu goes to another level now that he's got the security under his belt and he's not worrying about you think playing so? for a contract. Yeah. I mean, I don't you think, think that's he was, he was nervous though about that. I don't think, I don't think he was nervous. He doesn't look like a guy that gets around. No, like no. Cause I was going to say, I don't think so either. He just, I think when players, cause this is pro this is more than likely the last contract he's going to sign. So I think for DJ, he can go out now and not to say that he wasn't before, maybe I'm just off base with this, but I feel like now he can definitely relax and he can just settle into like, I'm in New York now for the rest of my career. I'm not going to, you know, I'm two years here. Cause think about it. The first year he was here. What was he? He was supposed to be a utility player, a guy who's going to play everywhere, but he's going to play a lot. And he was also known as the guy that the Yankees chose over Manny Machado. Yep. Then he came in in the second year and he's got all these expectations and it's like, Oh, can was it just a fluke? Or, you know, are the Yankees going to extend DJ? Is DJ going to be in New York next year? Like, what's the deal? And then he's worrying about a 60-game schedule and all that. And now you look at it, he's here. He's coming into his first season where he knows that, you know, not just next year or the year mm-hmm. after that, but for the next six years, you know, this is where I'm playing. And he can get into, a, you know, a routine where he feels comfortable. I think DJ will have – I think DJ will have – Obviously not as good a year as last year because he hit what, close to 360 last year. But I think over 162 games, DJ LeMahieu, I wouldn't be surprised to see him back in the MVP conversation. Oh, I, I, I think if the Yankees have success this year, I think he's going to be in the MVP conversation. I don't I don't think – and this this, unless other people start to step up, I don't think that the Yankees have the success that they want to have unless DJ LeMahieu is having success. I mean, look at look look at what happened last year when he missed some of those games with what that pinky injury or whatever, or yeah. his thumb. I can't. I can't. It was, you know, it was his thumb. It was, it was his a, thumb. It was, it was a weird. Yeah, it was, just, it was his thumb. But look at what happened when he was gone last year. I mean, they, that was when they had the terror. That's when they had their worst stretch of the whole season. Um, it's crazy to say in baseball, a sport that is based around individuals, and you can't put people in different spots. You have to kind of go with the ebbs and flows of the lineup. 
but it's crazy to say, I mean, he has that single impact that not, I don't think any other player on the Yankees have go back another year when they had like literally everybody and their mother was out for the Yankees. <laughs> um, DJ was still healthy and DJ was literally carrying them in 2019. He really was. I, I still argue he should have been MVP that year. Oh, I, I agree. I agree completely. When you look at the big sample size and you look at what DJ was to the Yankees when everybody else was out, how can you not say he was MVP? How can you not? Um, and not to compare him to Trout, but I feel like that season, him keeping the Yankees afloat was more of an impact than like the impact Trout brings to the Angels. Oh, absolutely, because look at what happens with Trout. He goes off for monster games. He has these big numbers at the end of the year, but where are the Angels? Third or last place. That's where they always are. They usually end up battling with the Mariners for, for who doesn't finish last. That's what it's come down to these past couple of years. Um, but with, with DJ, I think, I think the main thing is um, I, I like, I never, I, I really didn't think about it the way you just kind of brought it up. I, I like that concept that you, that you mentioned about, he doesn't have to, I mean, there's going to be expectations around him since he signed another contract and the Yankees have obviously dedicated a good amount of money toward him. Um, even though I feel like you could argue, given the talent, it's a team friendly contract. Um, but there's going to be pressure in that sense, but there isn't going to be pressure in um, this guy was brought in uh, over this guy. That's not the case anymore. It's like DJ is the Yankees guy. Now the Yankees fans like DJ, they know what he's about. I mean, it took a year or so for, for people to realize what exactly he was in, I don't know about you, but I mean, including myself, I mean, when I saw the DJ, the Mayhew thing, the first thing I thought to myself was who I, I didn't know who he was. I really didn't. I mean, cause I mean, I, I consider myself a pretty big baseball fan, but I, I mean, maybe maybe other people would say, well, you're not if you didn't know who DJ Mayhew was, but I'm sorry, I'm not paying attention to the Colorado Rockies. I'm just not. I, I mean, I had heard the name, but like you said, I I looked him up and I saw that he won a couple, he won a batting title and I think he was just the player the Yankees needed. I think if you could find a couple more of him, they'd be better off. But, you know, I think headed into the season, and we don't know what the roster looks like. I mean, no. obviously we've got, you know, probably, what, three weeks until the team breaks camp. I think the Yankees are in a great spot heading into opening day, uh, barring injuries. I think the thing that I'll look at these next three weeks is you know what the lineup's going to be for the most part. You know what your bench is going to look like, but do you know – what your rotation is going to round out like mm. after outside of Cole, Kluber, and Tyone, uh, who are going to be those last two guys? Is it going to yeah. be Herman? Is it going to be Monty? I'm, I'm assuming it'll be Monty. Yeah, I feel like it's really who's that last spot. Who's I think, that last guy? I, if Monty you can't go wrong. If Monty isn't in the rotation, he is no good to the Yankees. In yeah, my he doesn't opinion. play well out of the pen. He doesn't play well out of the bullpen, and he's obviously not going back to Triple A. So. No. Either you like him or you don't. I mean, I mean, either you use him or you don't. And that's what it comes down to with him. So I really think it's just about that fifth spot. Um, and I mean, I've said it in the past couple episodes, I, I really, I really like the concept of, of Montgomery in a lot of different ways. I like what he brings to the table. He's not a power pitcher by any means. And it's kind of interesting because he's still relatively young and all these young pitchers now are like, Oh, they can all throw 95 plus like Montgomery. Yeah. Like he can get the velocity up there a little bit, but he's not, he's not, you know, blowing you away with anything. That's not his game. So when you, when you keep that in mind, I, yeah, his, his stuff doesn't play out of the bullpen and he's obviously not going back to triple A. So if he's not in the rotation, I don't know what role he has on the team. Yeah. And then the last, you know, thing I'll be looking for is just who, kind of takes those last two or maybe three bench spots and like runs with it. Is it going to be Bruce yeah. and Dietrich? Is it going to be Wade? And is it going to be a combination of Wade, Talkman, Bruce and Dietrich? Uh, you know, we'll have to see. I know a lot of Yankee Twitter, they want Bruce and they want uh, Dietrich. They're done with the, uh, the Wade and, and Talkman show. Probably. Yeah, the I, mean, I, show too. Uh, I am, I, I hate to be like with the, the annoying Twitter 
uh, majority, it seems like, but I'm kind of with them. Like, I kind of want to see that. Let me ask you this. When do you think we'll see like different decision-making start to be made in regard to that? Because it's not like they can keep like everybody for an extended period. Like you have to eventually cut down the at-bats for different people. So other people can really kind of, you know, advance themselves into that next step. I mean, it's got to be honestly in the, within the next week or so. I mean, I was gonna it's, say... it's funny because like spring training starts and we're like, man, it's still a long way from the season. And then a week passes and you're like, okay, we're still, and then like, this is the week where things really start to pick up a little bit where you've been in camp for a little bit. You've played enough spring training games. You kind of know you, you almost start to get familiar with the, 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 the get-ins of the, of the yeah. spring training roster, like those guys. And, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, well, there goes that guy. Oh, there goes that guy. I mean, I'll be interested to see when that process really starts happening because eventually they're going to need more at-bats for different people to really take control of different roster spots. I know they like to throw out uh, like a lineup that is very similar to what maybe their opening day lineup would be. My eyes, I would be, um, it'd be interesting to see if we get a lineup like that, that maybe has one of, you know, Jay Bruce or Derek uh, Dietrich in it. And yeah. it'd be interesting if off the bench, who's getting the at-bats, do we see less Talkman? And does that mean, you know, more Jay Bruce or more Derek Dietrich. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. It's it's kind of fun. It makes for, you know, some fun stuff in spring training to see guys going out and competing for some roster spots. Yeah, and and I I I think the last thing that I'll mention about um the whole Jay Bruce Derek Dietrich uh conversation is think about this. You put Derek Dietrich on the roster. Okay? He's very, he's pretty versatile. He can be in the outfield. He can play in a different, he can be in the outfield. He can play a couple different infield positions. And let me remind you of this. Okay. So if you need a backup first baseman and you're kind of worried about Dietrich because Dietrich really doesn't, I don't I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but he's not really into first base too much. You put but DJ, but yeah, exactly. But DJ at first, then you have Derek slot in wherever. And then you kind of go from there. I think, if I had to, and I've kind of had my, I've kind of had my opinion change a little bit. I feel like during this, during while we're recording this, I think the, the, the chain is Dietrich, then Bruce, then, I mean, Bruce and Talkman are kind of tied, but the one guy who is just completely out of it for me, I don't have any interest or Wait. want. Oh, no, no, Ford, Ford. Ford. Okay. I didn't even know yeah. Ford was still in the conversation. I think he's, Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, and, th- and that's the thing. Okay, so if we go with, okay, so the bench is, okay, obviously you have to put Gardner in there. And then you put, and then, Higgy. and then, huh? Higashioka. Yeah. So Gardner, Higashioka, and then you're probably playing with either two or three spots, probably two. That's where it gets interesting. I think I, if I had to kind of like compensate for what the Yankees might want to do and what I want to see, I would be okay with Gardner, Higgy, Dietrich, and um, Talkman. I would be okay with that. I just don't see the value personally in having Gardner and Talkman both on the bench. They're both left-handers. They both play the outfield. Unless unless Judge or Stanton or Hicks get hurt, which I mean, I say that like it's a it's a cold chance in hell. I mean that that's pretty likely from the past couple of years. Yes. Uh, that that's what I that's that's what I would like to see on the bench. I, I would like to see Gardner, Higgy, Dietrich, and um, yeah, just kind of go from there. But yeah. it, it, it it's it's going to be interesting to say the least. Um, I wanted you. I wanted you to give a second and, and talk about what you've been doing with the Instagram page, though, um, because I think that's been pretty cool. Uh, just if you haven't followed the Instagram page, go get a follow at the Yankee Chambers. Uh, man, just creating some uh, some templates for some IG posts. Uh, it's been fun. I mean, it's been difficult doing it on iOS. I've got like fifty different apps for it. It's crazy. <laughs> My storage is. Uh, it's through the. It's basically full now but it's been fun it's been cool uh i can't wait for opening day to start just to you know just to get in the rhythm 
yeah and just get to post some stuff i've been you know making up some stuff trying to you know um experiment with some stuff so it's been cool i know we gained i think we gained like 30 35 followers today which is insane i didn't really expect to grow that much but it's cool it's been a lot of fun i can't wait to you know get some content out in that aspect and you know this season we're still gonna get the content out to you guys so definitely gonna want to stay tuned or tune in for that. Uh, you got anything else for us, Joe? Yeah. I, I one thing that I wanted to mention, um, one thing that I'm excited about moving forward that we haven't talked about at all. And I mean, we just remembered it recently. Well, I just remembered it recently was uh, I'm super pumped for the Michael K. John Sterling reunion tour for some of these spring training broadcasts. I think that's going to be absolutely hilarious. I wish they were actually going to, because I, to my knowledge, I don't think they're actually going to be like together, physically together broadcasting it. So honestly, that could like with various delays that could actually create some very fun, like even more funny moments with, with Sterling and Kay. Um, but I'm super excited to see that and uh, how that works out. And, you know, obviously it's not going to be something come regular season time, but it's like a throwback to the uh, good old days. And I mean, when you think about it, Kay and Sterling paired together, at least in, at least in before the, before uh, Kay went to the S network, those were the heydays of the Yankees, man. Those were the heydays. That's when they were, that's when they were uh, at the top pretty much every year. So Maybe they got that magic. Exactly. They might. I mean, you know, I don't really care about the out, outcome of a spring training game, but you know, as far as, as far as just the concept of it, I think it's cool. So I am excited about that. I think the first one is March 15th. I might be totally yeah. wrong on that. Is Something that right? Like that. Yeah. Okay. And I can't remember what the second one was in the twenties, maybe like the 23rd or 26th, but I remember hearing that the other day. So I'm super excited about that. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I, I'm, I'm super happy that you have been putting together the Instagram page. Um, you know, we can put the, uh, we can put the link to listen to all of our new episodes on the Instagram story. And, um, we can also obviously have people find it on Apple podcasts and, uh, still all the different on Spotify and still all the other different places that Matt still seems to not know. Um, I feel like it's just going to be more funny continuing moving forward. If you just continue not to know where all those other spots are. I think that's, I think that's going to become a staple of the podcast. It could be. I, <laughs> I, I've been thinking about trying to look them up, but I've also thought, you know what, maybe we'll, uh, it'll be best if we just keep it a staple. Okay. I like that. So before we sign off, so we're going to get a little on air education here. So do you know what the sign off is or do I need to tell you what the sign off is? We're exiting the Yankee Chambers. Yeah. So okay. So so you're good with that. So you can. I'm good it, with that. You can do it live right now. I can do it live. Okay, I did the intro. Yeah. Okay. So you go ahead and do the outro, and we'll talk to everybody soon. All right. Well, this has been cool talking with you, Joe. Uh, stay tuned, everyone. But for now, we are exiting the Yankee Chambers. Hey.